Welcome back to Sunday Morning Bible Study at Mount Root Baptist Church. Today we're starting a, a new book of the Bible, and we're going to be in the book of Joshua for a lot of weeks coming up. And so today we start out um, at the beginning, in chapter 1. So I'm going to start reading in verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. Verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that, my, that Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It's hard for us today to really wrap our hearts around the significance of this leadership transition for the people of God. But Moses the most important leader of God's people to this point, the one who led them out of slavery in Egypt, the one who led them through their wilderness wanderings. This fixture of leadership for God's people has died. And there Joshua, the book of Joshua opens up by just kind of saying it, you know, in a very, almost uh, a way that you would pass over and not understand or feel the significance of it for God's people. But imagine that, that you're a part of God's people. They've been wandering through the wilderness for these 40 years, and now here they are, about to go into the Promised Land. Moses had just given them the law again in the book of Deuteronomy, and here they are. They're going to have to go out into this new future that God has for them without the leadership of Moses. And so it's Joshua who's going to take Moses' place in that leadership position. And, and Joshua is a logical person to choose. He's been there and been Moses' servant, Moses' right-hand man, so to speak, for all this time. And so he's been prepared and he's ready to take this leadership position. But there's some things that the Lord emphasizes that will be really important for Joshua and for God's people as they go into the land that God's going to provide for them. And the first thing that I think we see that's really important is that the Lord emphasizes that He is the one who is giving the land to them. Did you hear that repeatedly? In Joshua chapter 1, verse 2, "...into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel." If you skip down in verse 6, "...be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land." that I swore to their fathers to give them. I mean, over and over again, if you go down further in chapter 1, um, in verse 11, 
Take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you to possess. He's talking to the people. Skip down in verse 13. The Lord your God is providing you a place of rest and will give you this land. Skip down to verse 15. The Lord gives rest to your brothers as He has to you, that they also take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. There's this emphasis on what's about to happen as they enter into this promised land that God had promised to Abraham way back in Genesis to give, them, give him a land and a people. They're going in to take possession of this land, but it's not in their own strength. It's not in their own power that the key to success will be found. But it's in acknowledging that it's God who is going before them. He is going to give them this land. So, well, so what's important for them is they acknowledge the fact that it's not about their efforts, it's not about their ability, it's about God's faithfulness to His covenant promises that He's going to give them this land. What are some things that they need to remember as they're heading in, in addition to the fact that it's God who's given it to them? One, it's that, that God's going to be with them. Now this is the promise that God gives of His presence among His people. They're going to they're going into the land, they're going to be enemies, they're going to be obstacles ahead of them. But they're not going into the land alone. God promises to be with Joshua and He promises to be with the people. See it in verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. The thing that will make Joshua an effective leader is not his own gift sets or his own abilities that he's going to bring to the task at hand. What will distinguish him as the leader will be that God's presence will be there to help him and shape him for the role that he has there before him. So God's presence is this distinguishing mark for God's people. And it is the, the reason why they move into the future that God's given them, though it's obviously marked with challenges, that there's obviously dangers that they're going to have to face as they move into the land to take possession of it, just as God's going to give it to them. But the thing that sets them apart and the thing that gives them great confidence and hope is that no matter what they face as they move into the promised land, God will be with them. So they got to remember that, that the Lord is the one who's given them the land. They got to remember that it's God's presence among them that provides them security and, and their belief and their certainty that God will provide for them. His presence and His provision will be the source for their hope as they move into the promised land. And so then he gives J Joshua this challenge to be strong and courageous. Now, as they move into these fortified cities, as they move into the promised land to take possession of it, it would be logical that they would be scared. It would be logical that they would be fearful of what's before them. If you remember, when they initially thought about going in and take the promised land, the spies came back and the majority report was that we cannot go in and take this land because it's impossible for us. The people there are like giants. There's no way that we can overcome the obstacles that are before us. And only Joshua and Caleb were the ones who said, yeah, we can do it. God will provide a way. So in their own power, in their own strength, they have every right to be afraid of what's before them. They have every right to think that the job ahead is beyond their ability, it's beyond their capacity. 
And so the Lord tells Joshua and he tells the people, in effect, when you go in and you're going to take the land that I'm going to give to you, you're going to be afraid. As you think about your own resources and your own abilities to overcome the obstacles at hand. But he says, don't look to yourself. Don't look to your own abilities. Be strong and be courageous. Trust the way that the path of obedience, though it's going to be hard at times, that I'm going to be with you and I'm going to provide for you. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own wisdom. But take comfort and take hope in the fact that I'll be with you and I'm going to give you the land that's before you. And if you think about the story of Scripture to this point, it's the times when God's people look to their own abilities and they look to their own powers as the measure of success or their ability to succeed in the challenges before them that they most often failed. If you think about Abraham and Sarah, and they're thinking about God's ability to give them descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, they looked to their own power, they looked to their own abilities, and they didn't see a way forward. And so they took matters into their own hands and tried to manufacture something rather than trusting in God's ability and His presence and His power to provide what He said He was going to do. And I think all of us are tempted to do that same thing. We know in our minds what is true, that, that God will provide for us, that God will be with us, but sometimes we run into challenges that seem too great, that seem to threaten God's promises coming to pass or to fruition in our lives. And in those moments, we're tempted to rely on our own strength or our own wisdom to do things in the way that we think would be best or most wise, rather than choosing the path of faithfulness. And so that message to us today is the same. As you move into this future that God has for you, knowing that there are challenges, knowing that there are obstacles, be strong and courageous, trusting that God will be present in your life, that God will provide for you, and that ultimately nothing can come against His purposes and His plans in your life. Don't give in to fear, because when we give in to fear, that most often leads us down a path of disobedience. And so he says, be strong and courageous. The last thing I wanted to highlight was the importance of them living in obedience to the word that God had given them. Um, listen to what he says in verse 7. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We're in the same situation, even now in our relationship with the Lord, that, that God has given us in His Word His wisdom. He's given us the path that lay out before us and how He would have us to live our lives. And it's of utmost importance that we daily engage with Scripture, that we daily allow our hearts and our minds to be formed with the reality of God's Word and the truth that God reigns and the truth that God's going to provide for us and move into this future obediently seeking to conform our lives to God's will. 
This is one of the reasons why we have had Project 119 as an important ministry of our church for several years now. It's that reading God's Word, saturating our hearts and our minds with Scripture, is not something that we're doing in hopes of God loving us more. We're not trying to merit God's favor. We're not trying to earn anything from Him. But it's that we want to know God as He's revealed Himself to us through His Word. And for that to shape our fundamental understanding of reality so that we move into the future seeking to be obedient to who God has called us to be, acknowledging all that God is for us. And you hear that word, the words of Jesus, I think, here in Joshua 1, when He gave us the Great Commission. He told us to go um, and preach the good news um, to all nations. And He promised us what there at the end, I will be with you wherever you go, even to the end of the age. I'll be with you even to the end of the age. So as we move into the future, as we seek God's will for our lives, we would do well today um, to remember that, that God goes before us, that it's not in our own power, our own strength, our own wisdom to secure His future for us, but, but God will, will give it to us as we seek to be strong, as we seek to be courageous, taking that step of faith, trusting for Him to provide even when we don't see a way, and saturating our hearts and our minds with the Word of God trusting that the path of obedience will lead to the greatest fulfillment and joy that we can find in this life, even when it's hard, even when it's difficult, even when everything in us is telling us to turn around and go the other way, knowing that Jesus will be with us even to the end of the age. I invite you to pray with me. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for the truth that you, that you go before us, that you go with us, that the future is not up to us in our own strength and our own power and our own wisdom, but you are at work seeking the good purposes for your people. So pray that you would make us a, a strong and courageous people. And when we face challenges before us that seem too big for us to handle in our own strength and that are too big for us to handle in our own strength, that you would make us a people who, who trust in your presence and provision, who who step out in faith, knowing that, that nothing in this life will come against us that you can't use for our good, not even death, because we're people who believe in the resurrection of Christ. And so, Lord, help us to be people who saturate our hearts and our minds with Scripture. Fill us with your Spirit. Help us to go forward faithfully as your people, knowing that you are with us even to the end of the age. We offer this prayer in Christ's name. Amen.